John Williams got back onto the podium and he said, ladies and gentlemen, you're doing a marvellous job. I know this is a hard day for you, but he said, I have one more title that I would like to get in this evening. So could you give me a half hour's overtime? He looked across at me and he said, David, I've written a little solo just for you. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> and uh, John said, you know, we don't have a lot of time tonight. Let's do a take straight away. And I promise you, the first time I played that solo, I was sight reading with the red light on. And so John said, David, let's go listen. And uh, of course, he's listening to the music for the whole queue and sorting things out with the director and the producer. He just turned to me when it was time to go back into the studio and he said, well, David, he said, that's lovely. That's exactly what I had in mind. Just play it like that every time. <laughs> that was David Cripps and this is Underscore, a podcast of music and story. Interlude, soundtrack suite, Princess Leia's theme. A musical tribute to Carrie Fisher's Leia Organa, written and recorded for the Star Wars original motion picture soundtrack. In 2009, there was an international orchestral concert tour of the music to the Star Wars saga. Star Wars, a musical journey. Showcased were arguably the greatest hits of the series. The Imperial March, Yoda's theme, Duel of the Fates. And nearly all of them aren't cues from the underscore, but selections composed specifically for soundtrack or concert. We regard most of these as the definitive arrangements of the themes they showcase, and they make up a significant part of William's body of work. Freed from tightly supporting the on-screen action, these selections from suites have their own complete musical form and structure, with beginnings, developments, and endings. They are also almost always fully unique arrangements, not simply reusing orchestrations from cues in the film. Many of the suites include additional thematic or melodic material found nowhere else in the underscore. For fans of this great music, we tend to highly anticipate these separately composed movements when any new Star Wars soundtrack is on the horizon. In fact, suite selections from The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and Solo now regularly make appearances at Williams' recent concerts. But this great tradition began with what we're discussing today, this lone and beautiful piece for Princess Leia. Titled The Princess Theme in William's Conductor Score, this movement has proven to be one of the most timeless in all of film music. William's concert arrangement of Leia's theme opens unexpectedly with a twisted chromatic flute solo played molto rubato, a free sense of tempo. After a brief imitation of that descending chromatic line in the oboe, the piece opens up to reveal its first utterance of this melody, played beautifully on the soundtrack by David Cripps, principal horn for the London Symphony. This lovely setting of Leia's theme, almost like the binary sunset cue, is a true melodic feature, with only sparse accompanimental support from the violins, oscillating between chord tones in a specific eighth note pattern, highly characteristic of John Williams. The rubato feel from the introduction continues throughout the entire melodic phrase, with the eighth note string subdivisions exaggerating the give and take of the conductor and soloist. Unlike the iterations of this theme that we hear in the film's score, here a complete statement of the melody is played fully, with nothing more than that pure and unpretentious texture of solo horn and high strings.
The lightness of this presentation is perfect for a concert work because it allows the piece to develop and to expand the orchestral texture gradually with each instance of the melody. A contrasting and repetitious B theme is played in the woodwinds, with the double reeds emphasizing these dissonances that resolve in contrary motion. A series of similar Star Warsian cadences resolving by half-step from above surreptitiously lead us through several unrelated key regions. Resolving back to our original key of D major, we return to another instance of the A theme, played here as a lyrical flute solo in a sensual register. The flute melody is accompanied by tremolo string harmonies, which introduce a new rub between the fifth scale degree and the flattened sixth. This is actually the same type of harmonic coloration Williams employs in Marion's theme from Raiders of the Lost Ark. This delicate new texture also includes these intermittent harp arpeggios. John's way of recontextualizing the theme, as well as the orchestration, but still leaving plenty of dynamic ceiling, so to speak, for the rest of the piece to expand upon. As this second phrase of the A theme reaches its end, we hear a French horn counter melody juxtaposing the two primary melodic instruments that we've heard thus far, the flute and the French horn. For the final octave leap in the melody, Williams concludes the phrase by doubling our flute with oboe down the octave, a timbre and sound that's both resonant and rich with overtones. From there, John sends us on to an evocative journey, developing the final phrase of the theme into its own alluring idea. While not present in the film itself, this material seems to perfectly illustrate Leia's character, giving us almost a musical equivalent of the kind of additional backstory supplied by an ancillary comic or novel. Williams calls on the solo flute to lead this section, a wonderful representative for Fisher's character in the film, graceful and daring to take a path through dark emotional terrain. Opening with a sweeping statement in an E-flat Lydian setting, what follows is an increasingly free, almost improvisatory feeling flourish in solo flute. The orchestration is spare but effective. Arpeggios flutter and chillest against quiet legato chords and horns. In this five-measure passage, there is no direct melodic repetition, and our harmony changes strikingly each measure, every change in progression highlighted by a dreamy harp glissando. Simultaneously, Williams is painting a landscape of shifting emotional color while also preparing a modulation for our next statement of the A theme. For the first time, the violins take command of the melody in a still understated, romantic-inspired orchestration. Here we hear the first appearance of the sighing horn counterline, almost evoking the atmosphere of Tchaikovsky's famous Romeo and Juliet fantasy. As the theme progresses, Williams introduces increasing counterpoint in winds and low strings. The final phrase pushes us into a dramatic crescendo. We maintain our key here, not modulating, but calling in the entire orchestra to what is our boldest rendition of Leia's theme. Strings in three octaves, sonorous chords and trombone, responsive runs and upper winds, the return of our horn counterline, animated arpeggios and pitched percussion in low strings. It is a massive and gorgeous orchestral texture, and we've earned our arrival at this massive sound step by step through the piece. At this point, John doesn't conclude the theme as we've thus heard it, but he develops the phrase into an ever-climbing, ever-yearning passage that culminates in the apex of the piece.
a rich B major chord played sforzando across the entire orchestra. In the aftermath of this explosion, we hear two musical representations of the princess. Lyrical solo flute in a sequence of descending triplets accompanied by low winds, and then in a rare Star Wars move, solo violin, taking this sequence of triplets but moving upward, almost bravely facing the minor-tinged harmony while reaching for our final chord, an elegantly voiced E major triad. Underneath the sustained harmony, an ascending harp arpeggio adds the final closing words to the piece. At the Star Wars celebration in 2017, as a surprise guest, John conducted Princess Leia's theme live as a memorial to the recently passed Carrie Fisher. And as we've mentioned previously, it will be forever impossible to separate this music from our memories of Fisher herself. I had gone to see them score the film in London and they played me my theme. Everybody should have their theme. I looked over at George and he was like this little kid. He was thrilled. He knew it was great. And that was the most fun, I think, when he was scoring that picture and you could see it starting to come alive. We will be back next week on our regular broadcast day to conclude our Q-by-Q spotting session of Star Wars. Thanks for listening, and may, may the, the Force, force be, be with you. you. Underscore is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.